I'm J. Michael Yoder, and I'm nine years old. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he died on the cross to save us from our sins. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus, and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world, and the hope of living with him forever, so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else, and why he wants you to join him. again, boys and girls. Alicia Yoder here on another episode of the Jesus is Better podcast. Today we get to talk about my favorite part of the story in the book of Luke. Last week was the saddest part of the story when the crowd shouted for Jesus to be crucified and he was nailed to a cross. His body was placed in a tomb which was kind of like a cave with a giant stone rolled across the opening. The women who saw Jesus' body put there rested on the Sabbath day, and early in the morning, on the first day of the week, they took the spices they had prepared to put on Jesus' body, which was what all the people back then did to dead bodies to keep them from smelling bad, and they went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from it, but when they entered the tomb, they didn't find Jesus' body. While they were wondering about this, two men in clothes as bright as lightning suddenly stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed down with their faces to the ground. The men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? Jesus is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you he would rise? It was while he was still with you in Galilee. He said, The Son of Man must be handed over to sinful people. He must be nailed to a cross. On the third day, he will rise from the dead. Then the women remembered Jesus' words. They came back from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven apostles and to all the others. Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them were the ones who told the apostles. But the apostles didn't believe the women. Their words didn't make any sense to them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. He bent over and saw the strips of linen lying by themselves. Then he went away, wondering what had happened. That same day, two of Jesus' followers were going to a village called Emmaus. It was about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked about those things, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them but God kept them from recognizing him. Jesus asked them, What are you talking about as you walk along? They stood still, and their faces were sad. One of them was named Cleopas. He said to Jesus, 
Are you the only person visiting Jerusalem who doesn't know? Don't you know about the things that have happened there in the last few days? What things? Jesus asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet. He was powerful in what he said and did in the sight of God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed Jesus over to be sentenced to death. They nailed him to a cross. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to set Israel free. Also, it is the third day since all this happened. Some of our women amazed us too. Early this morning, they went to the tomb, but they didn't find his body. So they came and told us what they had seen. They saw angels who said Jesus was alive. Then some of our friends went to the tomb. They saw it was empty, just as the women had said. They didn't see Jesus' body there. Jesus said to them, How foolish you are! How long it takes you to believe all that the prophets said! Didn't the Messiah have to suffer these things and then receive his glory? Jesus explained to them what was said about himself in all the scriptures. He began with Moses and all the prophets. They were approaching the village where they were going. Jesus kept walking as if he were going farther. But they tried hard to keep him from leaving. They said, Stay with us. It's nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. He joined them at the table. Then he took bread and gave thanks. He broke it and began to give it to them. Their eyes were opened and they recognized him. But then he disappeared from their sight. They said to each other, He explained to us what the scriptures meant. Weren't our hearts burning within us as he talked with us on the road? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven disciples and those with them. They were all gathered together, saying, It's true, the Lord is risen. He has appeared to Simon. Then the two of them told what had happened to them on the way. They told how they had recognized Jesus when he broke the bread. The disciples were still talking about this when Jesus himself suddenly stood among them. He said, May you have peace. They were surprised and terrified and thought they were seeing a ghost. Jesus said to them, Why are you troubled? Why do you have doubts in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It's really me. Touch me and see. A ghost doesn't have body, a body or bones, but you can see that I do. After he said that, he showed them his hands and feet, but they still did not believe it. They were amazed and filled with joy. So Jesus asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of cooked fish, and he took it and ate it in front of them. Jesus said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. 
Everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must come true. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. His followers will preach in his name and tell others to turn away from their sins and be forgiven. People from every nation will hear it, beginning at Jerusalem. You have seen these things with your own eyes. I am going to send you what my Father has promised. But for now, stay in the city. Stay there until you have received power from heaven. Has someone ever told you something you couldn't believe was true? Or have you ever read one of those books filled with crazy facts like a baby whale gains about 200 pounds every day? Or that a newborn panda cub is the same size and weight as an ice cream sandwich? Even though Jesus had told them it would happen, the disciples still didn't believe he had been raised from the dead. The women weren't afraid to tell the disciples what they'd seen even though nine of the eleven didn't believe them at all. And when Peter and John ran to look in the empty tomb, they went away wondering what had happened. And yet Jesus still appeared to them and wanted them to be the ones to tell everyone what they had seen and heard while they were with Jesus. Some people still don't believe that Jesus came back from the dead, but it doesn't change the fact that it really happened. Jesus was patient with the disciples as they struggled to understand and believe that Jesus really could be alive and eat food and talk with them just as he had before he was killed. He had even more surprises for the disciples as they understood what it really meant for Jesus to forgive their sins and send his Holy Spirit to live in them forever. And he has the same surprises for us, too. We never have to be afraid of not understanding everything or not knowing enough because God loves to teach us and show us more about how good he is each day. Instead, we get to be excited about all we're going to learn today and tomorrow and 10 years from now. Do you think Jesus had fun surprising people by showing them that he was alive? I think so. And one way we can bring him glory is to enjoy all the good things around us and sharing them with others. Maybe you could surprise someone with a plate of cookies or color a beautiful picture for someone and write their name on it or find an interesting leaf to give them. And we can surprise people with the good news as well, like Jesus did with Cleopas and his friend when they were feeling sad about Jesus' death. Cleopas had heard what the women at the tomb had said, but was still sad. You can help your friends to have hope that what Jesus says is really true. They might not believe you right away, but God might use your words to make their hearts burn wondering if what you said could really be true. And as we read God's word and talk with him about it, 
we will have little sparks of his light that can hop into other people's hearts as we talk to them. Sometimes we might still struggle to believe that God is really with us or that he's giving us good things or that he can really show us what to do. But he is so glad to help us believe his truths with our whole hearts. That's why he sent his Holy Spirit to live inside the disciples and us. Because we can't enjoy what we don't really believe. It's like God gives us a pitcher of belief so that his Holy Spirit can fill it up with his love, joy, hope, peace, and all the other great things he wants us to drink from and pour out on others. When Jesus said peace to his disciples and other people in the Bible, it wasn't just a way to keep them from being scared. It was really something he wanted to give them and was possible for them to have, no matter what scary things happened next. Peace is that feeling of rest your heart and mind have when you're trusting that God is taking care of you. Because God's peace is a gift, it will probably look crazy to people around you when you trust God after your friends ignore you or you keep trusting him when you get sick. And if you ever feel like God is asking you to do something that's just too hard, you can remember that God never asks us to do something that he's not going to go through with us. It's like when you throw a rock in a puddle and the water ripples all around it. As his love plunks into each of our hearts, the ripples of his love and forgiveness can spread to people all over the world. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for staying with us, even when we struggle to believe you're really here. Would you fill up our hearts with all the good things you want us to pour out on others? You're the best. Amen. Parents, in case you're wondering what version I use as I tell these Bible stories, I found the New International Reader's Version immensely helpful. I would highly recommend it as a Bible for early readers and sleep-deprived moms, which is the category I fall into. The long sentences are broken into shorter ones, and more complicated words are replaced with simpler words that describe it. You can also check out my blog at aliciayoder.com for writing I've done on motherhood and marriage, ministry and relationships. You can search by category if you want to do some exploring, and I'll also put a link to a few articles in the show notes in the coming weeks. Okay, friends, let's keep worshiping Jesus, and I'll talk to you next time.